doesn't it? Don't you feel the presence of the Holy Ghost? Praise the Lord. And if you're here and you don't know, realize what you're feeling, that's the presence of the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> I love him this morning. Appreciate everything he's doing. Amen. If I could this morning get you to turn your Bibles to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 9. <clears throat> I apologize for my throat. I, I thought I was getting over all this stuff. But my throat's just a little scratchy this morning. Praise the Lord, but everything's a-okay. Just open your heart up to what the Lord has to say to you this morning and God wants to do something special for somebody today. Praise God. 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1, it says, And David said, Is there yet any that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Oh, God of heaven, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you for what you're fisting to do. Thank you for the anointing that I feel today. And I ask today that you'd anoint every mind every heart and every ear to receive this word this morning, Lord. Help everyone to respond to your word today, Lord. And we are so, God, grateful to you today. Would you put your Bibles down and begin to praise them all over this house this morning? Would you begin to do that, would you, as you put your hands together and begin to clap him? Uh, would you begin to raise your voice uh, unto him this morning uh, and let him know uh, how much you love him? Let him know how much uh, he means to you today? Oh, come on, somebody. Let your heart loose right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost up in here this morning. Come on, somebody. Praise him for a little bit more, will you? You're not doing it for the preacher, but you're doing it for him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. You can be seated this morning. Praise the Lord. Oh, you promise not to sit down on me. Amen. Praise God. I'd like to preach for just these next few minutes by the help of the Holy Ghost. You belong at the table. You belong at the table. By the time of this text in history of David's reign as king, Israel had become a military force that was supreme. And under the command of David and his leadership of Joab, this nation, if you will, at this time, caused fear among their enemy. Oh, praise God. In fact, the fear was so great that other king and people became servants to David as king of Israel. David, praise God, uh, has much time, uh, and he had had this much time uh, uh, to reflect back on, uh, you know, of, of things. He couldn't reflect back on memories and things. He was so busy uh, taking care and subduing the enemy of Israel. And how there, but there comes a time, however, that he sat there and 
is probably uh, alone and his men are probably out there sitting down somewhere under the bushes or, or somewhere and he begins to reflect back uh, on his past. His memories begin to settle on one time of a friend called Jonathan who uh, was the son of the first king of Israel, Saul. And Jonathan uh, and David were very, very close friends and they'd become covenant brothers, if you will. Well, I'll preach here in a few minutes. Just give me a little, little time. Let me lay a little something out here for a second. And Jonathan... Uh, never shared the same feelings that his daddy feel that he had towards David. But Jonathan actually protected David from the wrath of his daddy. And as David begins to reflect on these things, uh, there's a longing in him to to uh, the the memory that he began to memorize or he began to have the memory about his friend Jonathan and he wanted to do something uh, kind because of his friend and he began to call uh, on the man named Ziba and he was a servant of the house of Saul and he said is there any yet the house of Saul and asked is there any yet is left of the house of Saul that I could show kindness for Jonathan's sake. And Ziba answered him and said, Yes, there is a man left in the house of Saul who is a son of Jonathan. But he's crippled. He's lame on both feet. And the story begins to unfold. And David wanted to show kindness towards this crippled man. And praise God. And as you can see that David was reaching out to this person. Can I tell you that God uh, wants to reach out to you today. Uh, it don't matter how crippled you are. Uh, it don't matter uh, what the past has done to you. Uh, it don't matter uh, what people tried to do. Uh, there's a God uh, that wants to reach out to you uh, and tell you. Uh, you belong uh, at the table uh, like the rest of the children. Oh, come on, reach out to him a minute, will you? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We look at this, we can, we open our eyes up to this story this morning. We can see that's the way that we were before the tender mercy of God and his love and mercy and grace towards us. That's how we was. We was just out there in the world uh, running around aimlessly. Uh, felt like there was nobody that cared for us. There was no love for us. Uh, but there is a great big God, praise the Lord, uh, that loves you more uh, than you can imagine today. Uh, he loves you regardless of all your mistakes uh, that you've made in life. Uh, he still loves you uh, regardless if you was a drug addict, uh, regardless if you was an alcoholic uh, regardless of the things uh, that you did in your life uh, he still uh, wants to show you uh, his mercy today uh, he still uh, wants to wrap his love in uh, arms around you uh, and show you uh, hey I can be your God uh, I can be your peace uh, I can be your salvation uh, I can be your joy uh, I can be all uh, the things uh, that this world uh, can't be for are you 
Oh, come on, somebody reach out to him right quick, will you? The world tries to put so much stuff on us. When we out there wandering aimlessly and seem like we have no hope, the world will put so much stuff on us. And then when we come into the house of God, the old enemy will try to make you think that God don't want nothing to do with you because how you've lived your life. Uh, friend, none of us was worthy of this Holy Ghost, uh, but we had a God that went to Calvary uh, and he nailed himself on an old rugged cross. Uh, friend of mine, for you and I, uh, that we have this chance uh, and opportunity uh, to be able to come into his presence today. Uh, it was like in the Old Testament uh, where the priest went in there uh, and sacrificed a sacrifice sacrifice uh, for the people's sin uh, just to put it forth another year. Uh, but oh, we got a God today uh, when old dark Calvary uh, and when he give up uh, everything for you and I uh, that curve was rent uh, from the top to the bottom uh, and that opened up an opportunity uh, for you and I this morning uh, to walk into the holiest uh, of holiest, uh, to get into his presence, uh, to be able to lift up holy hands uh, under our God uh, and call out to him and say, God, I know I've got these things in my life. And God, I don't understand the things about you. But my God. He's reaching. Come on, he's reaching. He's reaching. He wants to show his love and mercy towards you this morning. That he wants to show his love and mercy towards you this morning. Praise the Lord. This boy, Mephibosheth, boy, his name's a tongue twister, isn't it? <laughs> Had to say that a bunch of times. You might get all messed up. But he, uh, his life was, was uh, he, he, his life was twisted. He had a twisted life. The Bible describes him as being lame on both feet. The story is tragic because he could have been and should have been the king over Israel. Several things come into play to determine this young man's awful faith. The first thing and the main thing that happened was his grandfather was a disobedient to God. Never made it right with God. You have an opportunity this morning to repent of your sins. Get your sins behind you. Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Be baptized into the precious name uh, of Jesus, uh, the only name given among men uh, whereby we are to be saved. Uh, I'm not talking about a bunch of titles. Uh, the Father, the Son, uh, and the Holy Ghost. Uh, those are all titles. Uh, I'm a Father. Uh, I'm a Son. Uh, come on, friend. Uh, but when you go down uh, in that watery grave, 
Oh, or baptized into the precious name of Jesus for the remission of your sin through a promise, the gift of the Holy Ghost. That is New Testament salvation. Uh, there's no other salvation. Uh, I've never read in my Bible, uh, and I've been reading my Bible uh, all the way through for uh, over 20 some odd years now, uh, and I've never found in my Bible uh, where you accept Christ uh, as your personal Savior, uh, and everything's all right. Uh, you've been preached a bunch of words uh, after a preacher uh, and say I accept Christ uh, into my life uh, and everything's all right. Uh, that's not salvation. Uh, that's just speaking a bunch of words. Uh, but this thing I'm talking about today uh, is an experience uh, with God uh, when you let go. never had an experience uh, with God today uh, and received the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, by the evidence uh, of speaking in other tongues. Uh, he wants to give you an experience uh, in him today. Come on, the more tears you're trying to fight back right now. That's the Holy Ghost all over you. That pounding in your chest, you don't understand. That's the Holy Ghost. That's God. Come on, church, reach out with me for a minute, will you? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, reach out. It's all right if you raise your hands. You might not understand, but it's okay when you lift your hands. Come on and begin to praise God. He's looking for you to raise your hands and acknowledge that he is God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You might not realize it this morning. Praise the Lord. What are you doing to your children and the things that cause things to happen in their lives because of the way you live? Come on, you got to think about more than just you today. It's not just you, but you got somebody coming up in behind you that needs to know about the tender mercy and love and grace uh, of God. Uh, they need to know that they got a God that can be there for them. Uh, they need to know that they got a God uh, that's greater than this world uh, or anything in this world. Uh, this Holy Ghost I got uh, is better than any drug. Uh, it's better than any alcohol. Uh, it's better than any place you can go. Uh, in the red district uh, it's better than anything uh, that you can imagine in your life uh, because it's rest and peace and joy uh. oh come on somebody uh, if you don't know the joy and the peace uh, of the Holy Ghost today uh, by the time you get out of here uh, you can know uh, who he is I believe, all my believing today, that our children are going to torment their parents in hell. Because there's never been no 
stable leadership in the home to serve God. It's not enough to send our children to Sunday school and church service, but we should be the example before our children of the faithfulness and the service of God. My children won't be able to stand. They report their bony fingers in my face and never said that I did teach them the right way, that they would fill with the Holy Ghost, that they would take it to church and talk this great gospel because they were. They can't point their finger at me, uh, but there are going to be children uh, that's going to point their fingers uh, at their mamas and daddies uh, and say, why, why did you tell us? Come on, come on, come on. Why didn't you take us to church, daddy? Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost in here this morning. The Bible describes an event that was destined to change this young man's life forever. Time, the event, this child was only five years old. Can you imagine? Five years old and that starts his destiny right then. Just as a young little boy. Come on. I'll tell some of you young people this morning, you can start a brand new life this morning. You hear me? I said you can start a brand new life this morning. Come on, you can act like this word is not doing anything for you, but I know what the word's doing this morning. And I see that word cracking that rock all to pieces. And I see God, come on, trying to touch some of you. Uh, and you're trying to play it off like you don't want to listen. Uh, but I've got a God that knows how to get down there uh, in the places of your heart uh, that you try to put a guard up to. Uh, come on, you can't sidestep this today. Uh, do you hear me? Uh, everything began as a usual day. Uh, this young man arose uh, from his bed and began to play around uh, in the palace and play after breakfast. Uh, his nurse carefully dressed him uh, perhaps hoping uh, this would be the day that the young prince's father uh, would return uh, with King Saul uh, and they would tell about the triumph uh, and battle. But according to 2 Samuel 4 and 4, however, something was about to happen that would turn their worlds upside down. He was five years old Come on, when the tidings came of Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel and his nurse uh, took him up and fled. Uh, and as she fled, it came to pass uh, as she was making haste to flee uh, that she fell uh, and he became lame. Was it his fault? I said it wasn't his fault. But that's what life, come on. That was his lot in life. His prince, his prince. His nurse heard that this father, King, that uh, Jonathan and King Saul had, had been killed. And then the Bible tells us that that very same day that he had lost his father and grandfather's nurse had dropped him and he became lame uh, from life. Uh, it wasn't fair. He didn't deserve it. Uh, but this happened that nonetheless. Uh, do you hear me? Uh, this happened. This man uh, as a child uh, would never recover from it. Uh, come on. Maybe somebody has dropped you. Uh, maybe you're hurt today. Day, uh, because you've been dropped uh, by 
somebody. Uh, maybe your parents uh, didn't do right by you uh, and you felt like you were dropped. Uh, maybe uh, life uh, didn't turn out the way that you planned it. Uh, and you, oh my God, uh, feel like you've been dropped by life uh, because of a bad uh, mistake uh, and a bad decision. And you begin to feel the pains of being dropped. You'd have been more than what you are. But somebody's dropped you and life dropped you. You apologize for being what you're not. Praise God because of being dropped by life. All you got to do is repent to Jesus. And he'll take you just like you are. I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. There was many times I've told you before that my wife had to step over me just to walk in the house. Because wherever I was at and I fell out, that's where I stayed till I got up. But friend of mine, God didn't turn me away. You hear me? I said, my God didn't turn me away. I was a heroin addict. But my God didn't turn me away. Uh, every time, friend of mine, I did the drug, I wondered why. Uh, and I said, why am I like this? I don't want to be like this. Uh, but I had a God. Uh, come on, life, it dropped me. Uh, come on, my friends, it dropped me. Uh, things in life uh, begin to pile up on me. Uh, but I had a great big God uh, that never give up on me. Uh, that said, hey, uh, I've got something for you to do. Hey, oh, come on, friend. Come on, dropped. Everybody expecting you to be something that you're not. Praise God. When King David asked, where was this young man who was told he was in Lodabar? Small community not far from Jerusalem, but he's crippled. He's crippled. He should have been living in Jerusalem. Come on. He was a grandson of the king. He should have been strong, handsome, vibrant leader like Jonathan, his father. But instead, when we find this young man, we see he's twisted. He's bruised. He's in cap. He, he's just... He's just one of these victims, friend of mine, that's a victim of, of life. And whose broken ankles and his twisted limbs have put him in a terrible place called Lodabar, which means no pasture, no subjects, no substance, no world. Just in that old dark place all by itself. You know how it is when you get up in the morning? stuff that you've been fighting for years you say my goodness here it is again today the same old drudge the same old dread oh I have to get up go back to the same old junk over and over and over that's how I was I cried myself to sleep every single night silent tears well, you don't have to be like that no more you're in the house of mercy this morning 
you're in the house of mercy and there's a God reaching for you this man was disposed he was mangled he was a prince from the fallen house uh, of a king snatched away from the royal to plate the royal palace uh, and lived with no substance in a place uh, where it was dry and barren uh, a ward of the state if you will a welfare case uh, this young man had lost his birthright uh, without friend of mine uttering one single word uh, I said he lost his birthright uh, without uttering one single word uh, or doing one single thing. Uh, he didn't deserve it. Uh, he was just five years old. Uh, very innocent. Uh, well, he was buried in a land of silence. Separated from parents and destiny. Only to dream. Only to dream what he could have been. What he might have been. What he should have been. It's truly amazing how brokenness and hurt and pain can rob us of our rightful success and imprison us in a valley of regrets a silent place where there's no one who seems to ever hear you all you have is the pain uh, there's no ease all you have is a sorrow crippled uh, maybe not in body but in spirit uh, crippled never being able to, to be what you intended to be uh, maybe you're here today uh, and you can relate to this young boy uh, the physical handicap uh, oh my god every one of us uh, to a certain degree uh, we're dysfunctional All of us. It doesn't matter if you was a drug addict. Uh, it doesn't matter if you was an alcoholic. Uh, it doesn't matter if you've ever did one bad thing in your life. Uh, if you've never did a drug. Uh, if you never did alcohol. Uh, you still had sin in your life. Uh, you still had to come uh, to a place called Calvary. Uh, you still had to go to an altar uh, and repent of your sins. Uh, and let God uh, fill you with the Holy Ghost. Uh, so don't sit here uh, and act all high and mighty uh, like you're all that. Uh, Come on, friend of mine, uh, when you had to come uh, to the same place uh, that I had to come to. Come on, reach out to him. Come on, reach out to him. Our dysfunction can leave us in load of our gag, hopeless and alone, when we could have been and should have been king sitting in the palace. This young man was only the only male descendant of King Saul, and he should have been groomed to be king over Israel. Instead he's, instead, he's living a broken down recluse in Lodabar. He's stripped of his crown and wounded in spirit, a long forgotten prisoner of his own infirmity. Oh, God, help us today. This young guy is a vivid picture and a reminder of me. Praise the Lord, trying desperately to deal with all the inward handicaps. And you got all those inward handicaps this morning uh, without letting anybody know what's going on in your life, uh, what's really going on on the inside. Uh, he is a positive. Oh, my goodness, think about it now. All the things that you're trying to deal with all by yourself. 
Many live today in their own little older bars, no substance. A place of no substance. You're not where you ought to be. You're a long way from the place you could be. You should be in church. You should be in church. You should be under the awesome touch and positive protection of God today. Maybe you long for a brighter and better day. Praise God. And that you'll be delivered of all the things and all the sin which you're a prisoner of. You're crippled uh, in Lodabar. Uh, I can't criticize you uh, or denounce you uh, or condemn you either uh, because I've been there. Uh, I know what's going on. Uh, but because of the grace and mercy, uh, the grace and mercy uh, of God uh, Almighty, uh, like he's reaching for you today. Uh, come on, it's there. Uh, this young boy, uh, five years old, uh, he's not old enough uh, Come on, somebody, you need to reach out. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. He's passing your way right now. Why don't you reach out to him? Come on, he's passing your way right now. Why don't you reach out to him? Why don't you grab a hold of him right now? Come on, don't let him go. This young man's no longer five years old. He's old enough to have sons of his own and he's a grown man and one David the king sends for him someone has to carry him into the presence come on carry him into the presence of the king and that's what this church has been doing for you you don't know it or not. I said, brother, you believe it or not, this church has been carrying you into the presence of God with their prayers, uh, with their fasting. Uh, come on, they've been reaching out to God for you. Uh, oh, come on now. Uh, they've been weeping uh, and carried you into the presence of the Lord. Uh, the real truth of the matter is uh, some of us and some of us are uh, so distracted uh, by our brokenness that we can't come on our own said we can't come on our own we need a church to help us come on this church is here to help you come on I said this church is here to help you we hear the Lord calling but why don't we get up come on we hear the Lord calling right now but why don't we get up and run to an altar come on don't you want to leave the valley uh, of silence and sorrow and oppression uh, don't you want to leave that uh, because it seems like that there you can just seem like you can never find a way out uh, there is a way out this morning uh, there is a way out this morning uh, and the church is going to help you uh, I said the church is going to help you uh, I wish I could report to you uh, that this young man received his healing uh, however the sad truth is uh, he ached and suffered uh, all his life uh, he was wounded uh, all his life uh, he was disposed all his life here's a man who's sitting at the table with the king's kids though he's not whole he's not attractive nor nice looking He's, I'm getting ready to close. He's scared and he's wounded. He's got problems that he has to take care of when nobody's looking. The good news is at least this young man made it to the table. Oh my. I said at least this young man made it 
to the table. Somebody picked him up and carried him uh, into the presence uh, of the king. Uh, come on, somebody's been carrying you uh, into the presence of the king and you don't even know it. Uh, come on, all those emotions that you're feeling right now, uh, you, you don't even know what to do with it. Uh, but God is trying to move on you. Uh, no matter how wounded you are, uh, no matter how far you are uh, from where you are to be and should be, uh, you can still make it to the palace. Uh, I said you can still make it to the palace. Uh, you can still sit at the table uh, with the rest of the king's children. Uh, yes, even though uh, you still have problems uh, tucked underneath the tablecloth. Uh. Tucked underneath the tablecloth that other people cannot see, you still belong at the table. I said you still belong at the table. Come on, church, you need to start praying right now because I'm closing. Somebody needs to reach out like you never reached out before. There's people that need the Holy Ghost in here this morning, church. Come on. If you look at him from the top side of the table, listen to me. If you look at him from the top side of the table, he looked just as princely as Absalom. Just as with the hair flowing or just as princely as Amon. Solomon, the son with the wise countenance who would ultimately descend to the throne of David. This young man maimed, forgotten prince from a fallen house. This pitiful, broken recluse from a land of no substance now looked like everybody else at the royal table. I said he looked just like everybody else at the royal table. He became a prince among princes. That was his position. Hid under the table was his condition. And friend of mine, when God baptizes you uh, into the precious, oh, when you're baptized uh, into the precious name of Jesus, uh, all your conditions, uh, all your sins, uh, all that you was, uh, it's gone. Uh, you come up a brand new person. Uh, come on. His return to the palace is good news. Your position can overcome your condition. You hear me? Your position this morning, your position this morning can overcome your condition. You belong at the table. You belong at the table. Would you get up this morning and would you come down here and let us pray for you? Come on, will you do that this morning? Will you get up from your seat and say, you know what? I'm just like that man he just preached about. Everything in life seems like been stacked against me ever since I was a young man. I've made mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. Come on. But you know what? You're in the presence of the holiest of holy today. Would you get up and come to this altar? Come on, will somebody come this morning? Does anybody want to come to this altar today? Let God do something for you. Praise the Lord. Come on, if you know you need to come to this altar, it's okay for you to get up and come. It's going to be okay. 
You need to make this step this morning. It's more than just you involved today. Come on, you need to get up and make a step this way this morning. God's a gentleman, and he won't beg you. But if you know you need to get in an altar, you know what you need to do. Oh, we love you this morning, Jesus. Oh, we praise you this morning, Lord. Oh, Come on, in the name of Jesus, God, I need you this morning. God, I do need you this morning. I need, God, this Holy Ghost today. Come on.